word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day, since there's two and we just haven't fixed the imaging. Flan, I'm going to challenge you to use your word in your analysis at some point during the show, okay? That will not happen. Well, we can all dream. A boy can dream, can he? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. What dream? No, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> your C-A-O-N-I-M-A. Kanima means either grass, mud, horse, or F your mother, depending on which signs you use to write it in Chinese. Due to China's strong internet censorship, you can't write the line as F your mother, but it's fine if you mean grass, mud, horse. I don't like that one. But there you go. You guys have learned something now. How about this? AirPods. Super easy for you. Apple makes these earbuds without wires for people who can't afford people who can't afford the wire what is that supposed to mean no it's i thought it was like a rich kid joke isn't that the thing on the internet where it's just like hey sorry. yeah no it's the thing that air the, so the people the baby boomers or whatever the hell the people that are in charge of the like older people they there's a joke that if you have airpods you're rich which is just it's just a, a flex i guess you could say okay that's but weird. the rich people take that literally like, oh millennials think that if you have airpods you're rich oh okay it's so, joke. It's, so it's a war but it's a generational war now of sarcasm well it's just us making a joke and then people that are older are just saying no it doesn't mean art yeah then mean. trying to critique it okay i get it uh my word of the day is behemoth now b-e-h-e-m-o-f or uh, m-o-f <laughs> t-h idiot there we go any creature or thing of monstrous size or power. Okay, there you go. Yes. My mind is a behemoth. And that's not where you thought I was going to go with that, huh? Whoa! Okay, um, we got a good show today. Uh, what do we got? We got some talking points of the NBA. We got Tim Brown stopping by the stat of the day. He's going to talk about a contract that just recently signed or happened. Um, we got winners and losers. We've got pop culture update. And then we're bringing back the on this date in sports history, because I think there's plenty of stuff that's going on in the sporting world that we could celebrate and look back on. Yes! Okay. Um, so with that being said, you ready? Yuppers. Let's get it on!
and welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, the gas bags with fun facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Slurring my words, didn't even take a shot of proper 12 before this, Oof. a little drunk, just kidding. Uh, my name is Jeff Woodworth, I am joined in the garage by my co-host and friend, Brennan Flanagan. Hello! How's it going, Flan? It's going. Yeah, you're going to work out after this, what are you working out? Hitting shoulders, abs, and about 20, 25 minutes of Stairmaster. Mm, get that cardio in. Amen. Yeah. Summer's just around the corner. Huh? Summer's oh, just around the oh, corner. Summer's <laughs> just around the corner. I was like, what do you say? Your stomach's turning the corner? Like, okay. Uh, we got lots of good stuff to talk about today. I just want to start off with this real quick. Got in a little Twitter beef today, and it was kind of rejuvenating. It was fun. I think my point got a little lost in the... Uh, that's why you don't do it. I know, but it was still fun. It was, I'll, I'll join in on any Twitter sports debate, honestly. The uh, only debates I get into are um, very serious topics. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that's about the only thing. This this one was about uh, Westbrook, and we oh, know it's very, yeah, it's a very we know topic. I've had my disdain for for his game, and he's done a better job of incorporating the rest of his team this year, which is the original tweet that was put out there was oh Westbrook's rewriting all these um or defying all the stereotypes and storylines that are about him and and I was and I was just trying to point out like yeah he he realized like he realized my game is not going to age well so I have to incorporate my team more uh, he's not a great jump shooter not a great three point shooter his free throw numbers are awful so it's like I would deflect to the rest of my team too especially if I know I've got a better shooter in Paul George so and then I think um, as most things do with Twitter you you kind of you say certain things, and then your arguments kind of get nitpicked, and it was just like, it was fun while it lasted, but, I mean, in the end, I know I'm going to have the last laugh because, A, the Dubs are going to win the NBA Finals, and, B, I don't I don't see the Thunder getting out of the second round of the playoffs. But uh, I think the Thunder, I like the, what they're doing, though. Yeah, but, I mean, you still have, you still have the, uh, they're number three in the West right now, which is great, but I think when playoffs... I think, I think all teams are just waiting for next year when the Warriors don't have KD, and then it's kind of more wide open. That's what you think, but we'll get on that in a second. That is part of the talking point, so I just wanted to clear the air there. Apparently, I took an L, so that's all I'm saying, is that they told me to hold the L, and I was like... Unless I took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Right? I'm just going to... I mean, it's cool. I'll, I'll temporarily keep it warm for you, and then I'll dish it back to you at come playoff time. Um, because that's when it's going to be tell-all. Are you going to be one of those losers that goes back to that conversation in April and says, ha, 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 suck it, or something like that? No, I'm just going to remember their usernames oh. and just tag, <laughs> tag them in the tweet. That's all. Uh, I won't go. You're one of those guys. I'm not, I'm not old takes exposed or whatever, cold takes, you know, th- those guys. I'm Man, just, I remember, remember, back in the day when I was getting those Twitter conversations, I'd forget the guy's name the next day. I remember, oh, remember no. I know. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're what's great hold, is I follow one of the guys, hold, too. So now, I'm, Yeah, oh, I follow one of the guys. The other two, I didn't feel like jumping in and following him because who, it's just like whatever. Who was the um, analyst uh, for Baseball Tonight? And he's a skinny African-American guy. Um, Harold Renner- Reynolds? Not Harold Reynolds. Is he, was on, he used to be on the show all the time like back like late or early 2010, 2011, 2012. Hmm. Anyway, I got into an argument with him one time. Really? Yep. That's cool. He, Just save uh, that one for Tim later. Ask him who it was and see if he can jog your memory. I bet you Tim would know. Now I need to know who the hell it is. <laughs> okay. Well, we got plenty of talking points, so let's jump into those real quick. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Steph talking about James Harden. Did you did you hear that hullabaloo uh, at the All Star game? Hello, hullabaloo. Yeah. So there was a there was Steph was having an, an on court conversation with Budenholzer, Coach Budenholzer, and uh, he said apparently that James told or James Harden told him in the back uh, in the locker rooms and all that that he 
he doesn't like the style of play that he has. He he feels like he has to play this way in Houston. He wants to play more of a of a team style ball and and more less ISO hero ball. And it's like they had that last year, and then you let you let Luke Mbamute and Trevor Ariza walk. And it's like those guys played defense, and they would hit spot threes when you needed them, and they would alleviate the pressure that James Harden wouldn't have to go out and drop mm-hmm. thirty five every night. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, as much as I like to dog Harden for getting a bunch of his points at the line, he is a great, he's a prolific scorer, and what he's doing this year is amazing. I think, honestly, um, this was part of the Twitter argument, too, is they were saying that Russ is elevating, elevating West, or, well, elevating Paul George to MVP status, and I was a proponent of Paul George winning the MVP about a week ago, week and a half ago, but since then, I've taken, I've, I've watched some highlights, I've looked at some numbers, I've, I've done a little bit of homework, and I think it's a two-dog race between Giannis and James Harden, and it's just a matter of who's going to get it between them. You know, I think uh, they're going to give it to Giannis because he hasn't gotten it. Well, it's because he's also the number, like the number one seed in the East. Like what he's doing, he's leading that team. So is Harden. But you know, it's Gian- I don't know. I would say that the Rockets might have a little bit more of a collection of talent. No, actually, I can't say that. But Giannis is just Giannis has been doing it since the start of the season, whereas James Harden just went on this streak out of the middle of nowhere and just kind of <laughs> caught fire. Giannis has been a little bit more consistent and done it uh, longer, so I think that's what tips the scales in his favor. But I definitely think like Paul George would be, you know, he'll he'll hit the medal stand. He'll probably finish third in voting. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's interesting. James Harden. Uh, now I want to I want to start a troll job on the internet. If it weren't for the fact that it was his its contract that's holding him in uh, Houston, I would say Harden to Golden State. Could you imagine that? Oh, I got the guy's name. What's the name? Doug Glanville. Oh, I remember Doug Glanville. Yep. Okay. He said the giant. He said in 2011 season the Diamondbacks would win the World Series, and I think they came in. They actually they they won the pet the division that year. Mm. But I said he was wrong. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, well, who do you think? And I said, the Giants, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you had to hold that L right there. Uh, it's well, cool. He did kind of too. I mean, he didn't even win it. It was a they shared out in the first round. It was a shared L, and then it's also a shared L because you guys got an argument on Twitter, which is fun, but it's also just kind of like that was in my premature days. Yeah, I'd like to think I'm somewhat <laughs> mature. I just, you know, I like a good debate. I like a good sports debate, man. I mean, that's why we got a podcast. Um, okay, next up. AD is walking back some uh, comments that he made that was going on about all that trade speculation. Mm-hmm. He's made it pretty clear that he doesn't want to play with New Orleans, and he says all 29 teams are on his list. He wants to go somewhere where he can win. So in all honesty, that narrows his list down to about eight teams um, because, let's be honest, not everybody in this league is a contender at all. Huh. You know, like look at the Hawks. You know, you can tell me Anthony Davis wants to go to the Hawks unless he loves Atlanta, and I don't know if he loves Atlanta or not, but the Hawks are not a team that has their act together. They got Trey Young, that's about it. You can go to Orlando? No. <laughs> like, come on. Um, maybe in Miami if they had the cap space, but they really don't. Like, I'm just looking realistically at certain teams that are around. He's not going to Charlotte. Like, uh, Anthony Davis, come on. We know you've got a, you've got certain teams that you want. You could have expanded the list a little bit, but I see what you did there. Uh, you kind of mouthed off, and now you realize, like, oh, I can't, you know, me and Clutch Sports can't dictate what we want. You know, I think it was Clutch trying to, they were biting off more than they could chew. They were pushing the envelope and seeing what they can get away with. If there's any more idioms I could throw out there. Um, and the NBA finally came back and was just like, no, like, look, you're under contract. This is not how this is. This is not how business is conducted. Wait until the off season. You let the team know. You know, um, I don't know. I, I know your thoughts on the matter. Uh, but as far as sitting him for the rest of the season, the NBA has told the. Uh, oh, he will. N- oh, okay. We're watching. 
the Duke North Carolina game, all this is going on, and Zion ripped through his shoe, and then we just got the report at halftime here that he will not be coming back. But that'll be irrelevant news by the time this gets uploaded. Um, but AD kind of injury prone, and the NBA has said, hey, you know, you guys can't bench him. But it makes sense for the Pelicans to do it if they're trying to trade him and get the most value, right? Maybe he doesn't even want to be there. So, right, aren't you in favor of shutting down Anthony Davis for the rest of the year? I am in favor. All right. Uh, next talking point. I know that one's kind of simple. I just wanted to touch back on that because we had talked about it before. Um, all right, next one. Kyrie and KD were seen uh, kind of getting comfy with each other. Saying max contract to each other. Yep. And Kyrie was the only one that hung around the entire time during KD's All-Star. AKA New York Knicks. I think, you know, and then apparently they just had lunch in Miami uh, or dinner in Miami yesterday. So they were spotted. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. I think we could be saying goodbye to um, God. If you think the Lakers get talked to about KD. too much, wait the Knicks? till the Knicks get well. KD and the Knicks Kyrie. are different because that's a tra- that's a garbage. Uh, as of late, that franchise has been run into the ground, there's, there's, and there's still yeah, people but that there, show up. But there's good. I know, but there's there's be so many lines or headlines around the New York Knicks. They get those two next year. That's fine. I'm just saying, if you think they talk about the Lakers a lot on ESPN, just wait oh, for the they Knicks. will talk about the Knicks. Yeah, and then when those when those teams aren't winning, it'll make it even better. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but I really honestly don't think KD's going to leave. I think, uh, and Kyrie's kind of flaky, you know? Yeah. He wanted out of Cleveland. He said he was going to sign with Boston. Then he comes back and says, I'm going to do what's best for me. It's like, I don't want to sign a max con. I don't, if I'm signing. The thing that's funny with KD is he leaves the Warriors. A lot of people in the Bay Area aren't too concerned because the last time KD wasn't on the Warriors, he won 73 games. Exactly, <laughs> right? Well, they also had a younger team back You're then. Like, but yeah, but. I'd look at this as like. You also have how much extra money to spend so you can get even younger, I guess. The Warriors are kind of like. I'm looking at the Warriors kind of like how I'm looking at the Steelers. We'll get to that in a second, though, is all that shit's kind of hit the fan. Uh, but like Draymond, Clay, Steph, KD. KD's the exclusion here. I don't think Steph's going anywhere. Steph and I don't think Clay is either. Well, uh, neither do I, but that's what I'm saying. These guys have to think. If you're KD, why are you leaving the Warriors when you have a chance? You've talked all your life. You've talked all this time about your legacy, about how you want to be known as a champion, a winner, blah, blah, blah. Do you realize that if they win this year, that makes it three straight championships with KD? That ties the Lakers. That ties one of the Bulls, you know, or two of the Bulls, if you will, because they won three back to back to back. Nobody's ever done a four-peat. So I would say if I'm... If I'm Bob Myers and I'm approaching KD and I'm saying, look, I know you have other things in mind, maybe postpone that a year because you have a chance to win four titles and four straight and nobody's ever done that. And you will you will move to the actual uh, – nobody aside from Bill Russell, excuse me. They should have won four straight. They should have, but, you know, <laughs> you blew it and Le- LeBron took over. And, I mean, he did what he was going to do. This and should that be was going the last this time this we've really seen LeBron kind of do that be, at a this championship This should level. be going on five. They should, but they're only – but. You know, stuff happens. It's okay. They've done a lot of winning. But that's when Kyrie was named the GOAT, not LeBron, right? Yeah, that was when Kyrie <laughs> was saving LeBron. <laughs> so when LeBron was deflecting Ray Kyrie. Allen, too. But I know I can't really say that because, uh, no, they didn't have Ray Allen. No, it said Ray Allen for, on, on the Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ray Allen saved him. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's a team effort. So, uh, you know, just like if Steph has a bad game, he can deflect to Clay or KD. You know, I can't hold that against those guys for coming up big in a clutch sh- in a clutch moment. Although LeBron, you'd like to see him take the shot, but he's one of those guys where it's been pretty 50-50. He's had a couple of memorable game winners, like that one in, uh, in 09 against Orlando when he was still on the Cavs. But then there's been times where he's, he's passed the ball and, and kind of deflected and, and uh, shrunk in the moment. So all I'm saying is that, KD, you want to go run off with Kyrie? That's cool. Just wait a year. That's all. As, as a Warrior fan, I'm saying let's win four straight, and then thank you. 
go do what's best for you, sir, you know. But uh, you'll be remembered forever as a champion. And I think that'll definitely reshape your legacy because after every time he's won a championship, more and more people have kind of come out and said, hey, KD's better than LeBron. KD's better than LeBron. LeBron's going to be the face of the league until LeBron retires. But KD is a better player than LeBron. And I think people need to come to terms with that. Like he's, he's younger. He's gonna, he, he doesn't get hurt nearly as much. Way more consistent of a shooter. He can play defense when he wants to. LeBron picks and chooses his spots. You know, same, same with KD. Every player does this, but I'm just saying the more winning KD does, the more people are going to sh shift away from that narrative of, oh, he sold out for a championship or he just joined a bunch of winners because he'll have won four straight championships. You can't take that away from him. So, Good points, good points. Thank you. Um, all right, next up on talking points. So the Steelers, everything is hitting the fan all at once because that's just what is going on now. Um, so Le'Veon tweeted out today after Kevin Colbert announced, GM Kevin Colbert announced that he will not, they will not be tagging Le'Veon. He tweeted out, free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, free at last. And I just thought I was kind of tone deaf because it's like, you know, you, there's – racial discrimination free at last and then there's free at last from willingly walking away from 13.5 million dollars yeah. um you know but i guess know your worth man you're gonna go get paid somewhere else uh did you hear that Le'Veon is up to 260 265 pounds from sitting out this year is he really so you saved a year's worth of tread on your tires but you're gonna have to bust your ass to get back into shape down to what your playing weight was at i don't know what his playing weight weight was at exactly i'd have to look that up but um as I do that right now, uh, what do you think about the Antonio Brown situation that's going on? Because he met with uh, he met with Art Rooney the second. He gone. You think he's gone? I well, didn't they both say it's probably best he gets traded? They actually no. What they said was that it's best to move on. And I think the Steelers are saying move on as like not let's sweep this under the rug, but like let's uh, okay. So Le'Veon's playing weight is two twenty five. He put on an extra twenty five thirty. Oh, actually, what is that? 35 lbs in the off season for or this season for not playing so that's ooh, what somebody says problematic no he was looking pretty fat on the jet skis out of miami oh you you look under that it was a report <laughs> yeah he was a stealer i was watching what's going on i'm not gonna lie <laughs> not anymore he's about to he's walking now but um antonio brown i think this is funny it's like have you not have you forgotten that you're still under contract you have two years left like he has done a great job of of like kind of trying to brainwash into everybody into thinking that he's a a free agent now he wants to be known as Mr. Big Chess, which is the dumbest nickname in all the sports. Um, and he's got the blonde mustache. And I really think what what Antonio Brown's going through is similar to the breakdown that Britney Spears had in what, like 2007? Remember when Britney Spears shaved her head? Yeah. And there's that, there's that iconic picture of her attacking a car with an umbrella. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Antonio Brown's going through right now. You kind of realize, like, you're still good. You're great. But the next wave is coming, man. The next generation's coming for your spot. And it's like, you know, what, what can you do? You know you're in a sport that only there's a certain amount of time that you can get work done. You're trying to get another contract. He said at first it was not about the money, then completely changed oars and said, uh, changed oars in the middle of the stream and said, yes, it is about the money. If you're a team that's got max money and guaranteed money, come at me. And it's just like, sorry, bro, that's not how that position works. You know, yeah. I think he's acting out for attention is really what it comes down to is AB just doesn't feel loved anymore in Pittsburgh. And it's the furthest thing from the truth because the fan base loves him. We just don't like the sideshow that's going on. There's been so much noise from, a, from an organization that has been so quiet for so long. I'm sitting back shell-shocked. Every day there's a new headline, and I'm just like, what is going on? 
Could you? What would you? If this was going on with the Niners right now, you would be losing. Send him. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's what I'd be saying. You I don't see? want him on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I'll legit. keep him around. You just need to figure it out. And I think once training camp comes along, they said they're going to field offers for him, but they haven't gotten any great offers. Um, with with somebody like that, I'm telling you, man, minimum two draft picks. Uh, you either give me one first round pick, or you give me multiple second, third, fourth, whatever. The You're not getting his first pick. round picks. We had some police reports come out on him two weeks ago. You're not getting a first round. Yeah, pick problematic. Um, that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't know if this is all a distraction thing from the fact that he got the reckless driving, or if he just doesn't feel The receiver feel that would get a first round pick is OBJ. Okay, Amari Cooper. They got the Raiders got a first round pick for Amari Cooper. So, yeah. but I love that also Cooper. This is way a middle, younger. This is way younger. Also, is younger. Mm-hmm. Middle of season, so the Raiders kind of had the leverage there. Yes, the Cowboys They're, needed a wide. Yeah, receiver. they needed a wide receiver. They're desperate for it. Yeah, and he had no baggage on him. Except he had hand, he, doesn't, he didn't really have hands at the time when he yeah, got traded. But yeah. I mean, in terms of like off field baggage or like just his, his attitude and everything, he had no baggage when it came to that. Yeah. Um, one thing I just thought of while we're watching this Duke North Carolina game is all the people that are going to come out now that Zion's got hurt and they're going to tell him to shut it down and save himself. I hope that happens. So yeah, <laughs> I know I know why you're saying that. Yeah, uh, start hedging your bets against Duke in the tournament since they were such heavy favorites mm-hmm. now. Um, but yes, okay. So I think AB is acting out. Um, I think everything will be fine. He needs to have a sit down with Ben Roethlisberger, and they need to hash this stuff out. And AB also needs to come to a realization. Big Ben has had this. Has he always had this? this Cloud over him. He's not a great teammate. I don't. I wouldn't. Well, there's reports that come out. It's really AB that's been the most vocal about it because Colbert came out and made a statement. But I never. Like ben I is ne- our I've, leader. I've never heard anybody come out and say Ben's an awesome teammate or, or. No, but I've also never heard somebody come out and say Ben's a terrible teammate. That's true. I've always heard him as like a middle of the road kind of you know indifferent. Uh huh. And uh, but yeah, he, he does get special treatment. But again, two time Super Bowl. Quarterback, he's when got. You, he's when, been there when, three when times. When you get paid that much money, too, you get special treatment. I'm just well, okay. AB wants a special treatment too, and it's like you've had the special treatment. But this is the thing: is like I. It'll be interesting to see the Steelers. I think. I think with, with AB, I think. I think ha- a part of it is he sees the writing on the wall with the Steelers, yeah. and sees there is going to be a drop off soon. I don't know. If she. Yeah. I don't think he knows when that is, but I think he does see that. There is going. He, he probably thinks he has another five, six years of good, bo- good ball left in him, which is asinine to think. But yeah, probably it's just how the way he thinks, probably. So I'll I, give him. I'll give him two to three. I mean, but if you're a player, you like Tom Brady thinks he'd be he's gonna be well, good until fifty. That's apples to oranges, though. You well, know? I know, but, but I'm just saying, like, if you're you're a competitor, you think you're gonna be able to play long. Yeah. Oh, for sure, do. for sure. Yeah. You have so ex- he, I, supreme I, I, confidence. I think, I think a part of one to leave is. But maybe some part of it is he does not getting along, or he's just fed up. But I think he sees writing on the walls. Because I mean, your defense isn't like the defense it used no, to be. No, it's awful. No, it is. The how old? How old? Is Big Ben. He's in his thirteenth, fourteenth year now. I think he's about thirty. Le'Veon Bell's. Le'Veon Bell's leaving. I gotta look up Big Ben's age. Um. Yeah, Le'Veon's leaving, and I mean, he'd probably just see the writing on the walls. I want to get out of here. I well, that's the thing is like they're de- he's thirty six years old. He'll be thirty seven next year. Um, Aaron Rodgers, thirty five. Fun fact. Okay, so uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, the writing on the wall thing. The Steelers draft wide receiver very well. My concern right now with them is finding so another. Yeah, you mentioned that last podcast. Finding they do, but they do, and that's just no, you that's said like like he also oh, said yeah. Juju's probably taking a spot. Yeah, Juju's gonna take a spot. They drafted James Washington out of Oklahoma State. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying he's gonna be a number one wide receiver, but I don't see why he couldn't be a complimentary two or three. You've got Switzer. Um, we've seen them try and, and work it out with other 
uh, other wide receivers. They actually had uh, Trey Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr.'s son, in camp with them. I was a little upset that he got cut. But um, I just with the Steelers, you have to take into account, and I've said this before too, they are there's this group of talent, and like I was saying with the Warriors, they're going to do special things together, and that's great that Le'Veon wants to go off and get paid, and that's great Antonio Brown wants to go off and find somewhere else, but like you have to take into account everything that is on that field with you, all that has to, everything the defense has to account for, whether it's Ben, whether it's Le'Veon, whether it's Juju, whether it's um, Antonio Brown, whether it's Jesse James, the tight end, who's really not a threat, but he's a great complimentary piece, you know? I mean, he had that nasty stiff arm on week three Monday Night Football where he's, get off me. Um, so that was a great, great little gift. But I... <laughs> They don't. They need to address. They need to find another running back to complement James Conner. They don't necessarily need to replace Le'Veon. I think James Conner can replace Le'Veon. They need to find somebody to ta- help take load management. You know, as funny as that sounds, but load management for James Conner, and then worry about the secondary man. That that the D line, the pass rush is fine. Linebacking is meh. We can address that, but there needs to be something done about the secondary. And yes, the defense is rough, but this is also a team that's rebranded itself as an offensive powerhouse. So we'll see how that goes. But I just it's crazy how Antonio Brown just somehow thinks he's a free agent and that, you know, just because he demands a trade, he's going to get out there. It's like, go ahead and throw a fit. What are you going to do? Are you going to hold out and not play for an entire year? And then, okay, that's cool. You save your body and you can play another year, but that's also a year that you're away from the game. Good luck seeing those reps, staying in shape, you know. So it's just I don't really see the play here, but um, I'm not Antonio Brown, so I don't know who's in his ear or what's going through his mind. Plug it back in. I'm just I'm the one thing I'm at with the whole tr- with Antonio Brown saying he wants to get traded. Uh-huh. The one thing I like that he's done is he I mean he I mean he made these hints he wants to go to the Niners. But he's never said I want to go to San Francisco. Yeah, he's whereas, just, whereas when, when it comes to the basketball players, they say I want to trade it. I want to get traded to the Clippers. Yeah. Or, yes. So that makes sense. No, and I get what you're saying is that Antonio Brown. I don't like the way he went about it, but what he did was right. Right. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying hey trade me to the Niners, just says trade me. Yeah. I mean the. The outbursts and what he's done on social media—it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, you know, he just—I think he wants to be recognized and he wants to—he wants he ain't to, pulling a LeBron. He wants the affirmation and he doesn't feel like he's getting it, and that's unfortunate. Go find another place that's going to give you that affirmation you want. But I'm telling you, man, you will see these guys' numbers might stay similar for a year or two because of the usage they'll get at whatever team they're going to be at, but they ain't going to do a whole lot of winning when it matters. Not that they did it in Pittsburgh, to be completely honest, either, right? Um, I think this is a team that never made it to the three of those guys. The tr- the killer bees never made it to a uh, championship game together. I killer believe, bees. I believe that's correct. Yes. So. Um, well, the thing that's good with the running back position, it's always kind of dispensable. It's a revolving door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a good running back. Le'Veon Bell is going to be an anomaly, but a good running back. You know, you probably get what four or five years out of them, and then they start to yeah, slowly not, you deteriorate. Can't, you, it's, it's hard to find those Frank Gore's of the world that can last you. Ten years, but you're only getting 3.5 yards a carry. He's going to do it 10 yards, 3.5 yards at a time. you got to look up Frank Gore's career yards per carry. Okay, but he's also had he also had 10 straight 1,000-yard. Also had an issue with fumbles. I'm, no, look, he didn't. I'm a Frank that, that's bullshit. He did not have a problem with fumbles. He did not have a problem with I'm fumbles. A, I'm a Frank Gore fan. You can look that look. out there. Ain't no problem with fumbles, Frank Gore. A pro Hell no. He didn't have a problem with fumbles. All right. Well, look at this. Um, and then the last talking point we have is Bruce Bochy has announced he's retiring. Uh, what would you like to say about Bruce Bochy, Flynn? Uh, he is the greatest. Mm, he's probably the best manager of any sport in the Bay Area behind Bill Walsh. Okay. 
I can agree with that. Real quick, I just want to touch on this Frank Gore. So, what year would you like to examine with Frank Gore? Because I mean, I could we could just go his career numbers. Mostly, I remember him dropping, fumbling a ball in one year is like two or th- like two. Okay, well, he's had six fumbles twice in his career in a season. What years are those? Uh, 2006 and 2008. He had in so he's played with three different teams. He's had 14 years. I hope he plays one more year for sure. But um, his fumbles have kind of tapered off here towards the latter half of his career. But with San Francisco, uh, 36 fumbles in 10 years. He was he's he's a first ball Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure. But I'm saying he still had an issue holding on the football. And then he had nine fumbles in his three years at Indianapolis. And then he had one. Yeah, nine. Nine in the three oh, years maybe at Indy. wrong. And then one in his year at Miami. So the Miami year was good, but his two previous stops, he averaged about three fumbles a year. So. But Frank Gore was the sole, was one of the, I would say probably 70, 75% of the reason why Kaepernick had three decent years with the mm-hmm. Niners. Yes, yeah, so a very good complimentary piece. And don't throw shade on his 3.5. Per carry, but uh, it's just, it's just a funny that. number. It's very consistent, dude. You can get you can get production with that. If you give the ball to Frank Gore three times, getting three and a half yards a carry, he picks up eleven yards in those three carries. I'm that's good. a first yes, down. That's a first down. It sounded like you were throwing shade. Oh at no, 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 no! Sorry, that was just a number. I would throw. It more sounded sh- like you were throwing disrespect at that. I number. would throw more shade at the fumble. I just laughed at Frank Gore doing it 3.5 yards at a time. It's brick by brick, baby. Just consistency. He was the best fancy <laughs> back I've ever had. I well, always, so sentimental always, value. always picked him up in the second round every year, and he's always the best pick I ever picked. Okay, so shifting back to Bruce Bochy, you say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, my God. He's gonna Has get, to he, be. He's going to get his number retired from in San Francisco, and he's like, I just went backcourt, but whatever. Um <laughs> He's gonna get 15s. His number 15s be retired at uh, AT&T. He's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. They're gonna name some part of San Fr- of the China Basin, Willie Mays Bo- Plaza, Bochi Basin after, after Bochi. No, you can't redo that. Um, he's probably gonna go down as the g- best manager in Bay Area sports behind Bill Walsh. Um, he no disrespect to Don Nelson. He, he <laughs> just he just. He was so masterful in the way he could he would substitute pitchers in the in the playoffs. He's a genius. He was really good. He's a baseball and genius. He, I think I think Samar just said the best. He said this. He's like the he's a he's a dying breed. Mm-hmm. We are now gonna start having just thirty puppets out there doing yep. whatever the GM and the president of baseball ops wants you to do. I'm gonna miss that giant head that had all those baseball secrets in it. We're in size eight and one eighth. That's enormous. Well, I I, just, I knew this was coming. The second Farhan got hired, and he didn't get a GM. That was it was pretty. It was like it was like writing on the wall. This mm-hmm. is Bochy's last year. Yeah. Uh, Swan Song. I'd love to see him win a World Series. Uh, so if they win ninety games this year, Bochy finishes his career at five hundred as a manager. Now the knock on that is because he managed the Padres, and then the Giants have had some iffy years here. Well, and there. he only he, he managed the rebuild of the Giants. Yes, all all managers that have won at least three World Series are in the Hall of Fame. So that's a good sign for Bruce Bochy. He's, he's going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Media doesn't hate him too, which is a big factor. Oh, huge thing when it comes to voting for the Hall of Fame, baseball Hall of Fame, which is something that I don't. Well, Hall of Fame in general, really, I feel like, um, any sport. Okay, so those are the talking points. Agree, disagree. That's what we we're. That's what everybody was talking about. Um, okay, now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. And we welcome our friend of the show, Tim Brown. Tim, how's it going? Great, I'm chewing on some Skittles. Oh, that's good. That'll sound wonderful uh, in the phone. I can't wait in the, in the headphones, too. 
Well, it's over now. Is it sour Skittles or regular Skittles? Or was it regular the, Skittles? Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm a regular kind of Skittles guy. I like I like the sour Skittles and those berry Skittles are cool, but there's nothing like that red package where you're just like tropicals Ooh. bomb. Yeah, the tropicals good, but I'm saying there's nothing like the red package. Is that your go-to movie snack? Yo, for sure. Even though they're kind of noisy in the movie theater, I still I'm the Skittle guy. I I usually I like uh, the three ones I like are Skittles, Reese's Pieces, and Raisinets. Raisinets. Oh, raisinets. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Chocolate-covered raisins, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's next, like ice caps or whatever those right, things are No, called? he's actually going to say I'm a huge candy corn guy. <laughs> <laughs> raisinets are so bomb. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, what are you me? talking about candy corn's bomb? Oh, get out of here. I'm a fan of candy oh, corn. Oh, candy corn sucks. Oh, man. Oh. Raisinets is where it's at. Oh. Obama. I'm always at a sour UNC. patch at the... Sour Patch or the Sour Straws at the movies? Sour Patch is a go-to. Sour Straws are good. Um, <coughs> you ever take in a Sour Straw and put it in your icy at the movies? What do you mm. think I am? New? Oh, okay. I was going to say. Some, uh, like, uh, uneducated young kid who just got out of prep school? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah, I'm like some 12-year-old that's never been to the movies before. Like, damn, all right. Yeah, no, that was a good combination. It's a great way to get a sugar rush and make sure you stay awake during the movie. Mm-hmm, probably, mm-hmm. probably too jittery. All right, Tim, hit mm-hmm. us with your stat of the day, and then we'll get down to business. Uh, it's a pretty boring stat of the day, but Love I, it. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Kenley Jensen is the only person in the WBC to record a caught stealing as a catcher and pitch in a WBC game. What? So the same the same game? No. Oh, okay. So the Dodgers closer, Kenley, or Kenley, is that right? Yes. Kenley. I Kenley. say Kenley. I don't know if it's pronounced right. Kenley or not. Jansen has played, he played catcher, caught somebody stealing a catcher, and then he also did it as a pitcher? Yeah. He, oh. Well, he didn't catch somebody stealing as a pitcher, but he threw in a WBC game. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think we recorded a save because oh, okay. uh, Belgium sucked that year. Oh, he's Belgium? Or Belgian? He's from. I can't remember Saint Croix or one of those islands that identify as hey we're from Belgium. Okay. <clears throat> like a Belgium sub- subsidiary. We're under a Belgian authority. <laughs> kind of like we're uh, six nine rapper kid. His tat is gonna have to go. I've, he's gonna have to go. Well, actually, due to today's digital age, he could still make music in Europe and be very popular. He just couldn't tour in America. Um, well, if he gets out of jail, I don't Scott understand Freed, why anybody likes his music. His music sucks. It's pump up workout music. That's all it is, man. That's all it is, and it works well at concerts and festivals. People can get stupid to it. That is I true. You, you can get very stupid one. to it. What are you saying, Tim? No, 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 I want Flan to go first. Oh, okay. You can get very stupid to that music. Yeah, you can. Big mosh pits. I was oh. gonna say I could honestly say I've never heard a single one of his songs. One of his lines goes something like "Hit him with the sticky uh, with the blicky and the sticky uh," and I was or something like that, and I was just like not exactly sure what that means. <laughs> but he's admitted that he doesn't try very hard in the studio. Um, he just puts music out there for people to get hyped to. So I, you know. I guess. Well, the thing that's weird about the the about all the people that rap these days is they try to like put people down in order to get clout. So like Lil Pump was saying how J Cole's like the worst rapper yeah, out there, just, just so he can, yeah, just so he can get some clout. It's like J Cole would wrap circles around you <laughs> with, his, with his eyes shut in, or in his sleep, you know, Seriously. strapped strapped down to a to a hospital bed. Did you guys ever catch that interview that he had a sit down interview with Lil Pump? No, I heard. I remember oh. that happening, but I did not see it. I'll have to take a look at that tonight. It was great. It's pretty much like you see Lil Pump sitting there, and he just looks like a kid being scolded for not doing his chores. Yeah. When did that interview come? Doesn't surprise me. I think it was like uh, close to a year ago now. When when he first when he was like towards the tail end of the whole F J Cole thing. Oh really? Yeah. 
It was after his album dropped because it was after the 1985 song. Was yeah. was Lil Pump just like, uh... Looks what he, yeah, <laughs> just sitting there just getting scolded. Um, okay, Tim, so we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. So congratulations, Tim Stradamus. Yeah! On predicting Manny Machado signing with the Padres. You got the amount of years wrong, so shame on you. But, uh, I got the amount of money wrong, too. Yeah, I was so, only off by five mil. But so double shame on you. But wrong is wrong. What do you think about this contract? Uh, I heard there's an option after year number five. Is that a player or a team option? Uh, I think it is a... I think it's both. They both have an option after five years. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the exact details of it, but <clears throat> I have a hunch that depending on what happens with Harper, they could defer Machado's money to the back half and then get Harper. I hope that was a big sign of somebody like, very upset. Like, oh, man, not Harper and Machado on the same team. I mean, <clears throat> I would liken that to Dennis Rodman and Bill and Beard when they were both on the Pistons. Pistons. Yeah. They would just be like lovable. If you're a Padres fan, you love it. If you're a fan of any other team, you're just pissed. Yeah. No, I, I have two douchebags. This is horrible. <laughs> Delta Bravos. I learned. I, I guess learned. that was before Robin was really a douchebag, though. Who was it? Who, before who was? Robin. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, that's true. He didn't really, he didn't really start acting up until he was a. Uh, was that post bull? No, that was pre bulls. He was on pre bulls. Yeah, yeah. So it was mm-hmm. on the bulls that he became the, the the psychopath wearing the the wedding dress, dyeing his hair all different sorts of colors, and yeah, kicking kicking cameramen in the nuts. <coughs> Great. Yeah. All right. Um. So now uh, my concern is with the Machado contract. We're probably gonna see Harper sign soon, which is fine. That's cool. Harper will probably sign for like maybe one cent more. Um. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm. I'm. After could, more reports have come out that he's already decline multiple $300 million offers. It's going to be something stupid like a 12 to 15 year deal for 400. I think that you're going to see him sign. Is it really is it really about the money now or is it a point where he wants he doesn't want just a place where he can go and get money thrown at him. Like he's not going to go to the White Sox where they can throw a bunch of money at him but he doesn't want to play there. I'm saying he's got certain destinations that he wants to play at, right? He's got certain places where he says, "I want to play there, but I want to make sure that they pay me the right amount of money." Is that safe to assume? I'm not sold on that take okay i think it's a money thing for him honestly i think he's just <clears throat> we were talking I, I wasn't talking about it. i heard mateo saying that he was brought up you know as this baseball superstar he's the next you know i don't want to compare him to any legend because he's nowhere near what any legend was but he's the next savior of baseball and he, i think he still has that in his brain and that he's worth more than any other player even though he's not um but <clears throat> I think he's just in that mind frame, and that's what's causing him to go after more money. That's true. When he was, uh, when I heard that report that he's the report that you referenced that he turned down multiple three hundred million dollar contracts, I just thought to myself, I was like, well, hair care is kind of expensive, so he's probably going for the long play there. You know, it's the, not only the hair on the top of his head, but his beard too. He's got a great beard, so I'm just saying he's got to get some lucrative sponsorships there. Otherwise, that that expensive when you start compiling conditioner, mousse, hair dryers. You know, comb, dye. Yeah, that's true. He's gonna start gray, get, graying get some soon. Highlights going. Yeah, no, <laughs> frosted you know. tips, bro. Um, so yeah, my concern with contracts like we've seen this before, um, it sort of paid out with uh, Joey Votto and with David Price so far. I guess you could say Prince Fielder to a degree, but you've seen a lot of bad contracts that have been, you know, these these long ass contracts like Cano, A Rod, 
Pujols, Cabrera, um, and then even Stanton last year, I would say is not so great because he didn't hit the 60 home runs, you know, so... I, Carl Crawford. That's another one. Yep. Sorry, didn't write that one down. But I'm just I, I don't I don't understand it. Is this this is not I don't think it's a smart play, especially like at twenty six I get it with Machado and the opting out halfway through because hey, if you get if we get a solid five years out of you, that's great. But if we start to notice that there's a slight deterioration there, then it's time to move on. But Cano's never gonna be heard from again. Albert Pujos, his best years were in St. Louis. Is the difference with these contracts is that these guys are younger? Yes and no. I think it's just baseball fan graphs and just baseball analytics nowadays in general. Before, with those other players that we mentioned, you saw what they did and you're like, I could get that on my team. Awesome. We're going to go do it. We're going all in. Now it's like, all right, well, Machado after five years, we have Mejia and Tatis Jr., both uh, Padres youngsters in the farm system. Or middle infielders that could come up and take over if he sucks. So mm-hmm. let's sign him. We'll give him five years and an option after that. A guy, a guy I write with for YSN. I'm not going to put his name on blast, but he uh, he tweeted out. He said, "Oh, that's Twitter cool." Ma- no, no, Twitter I'm not going to do that because he's a he's a Yankees fan. He's a USC fan. He's just one of those Twitter fans where it's handle. just like okay. Twitter um, handle. So he tw- he tweeted out. I'll send it to you. He tweeted out that he goes, "Oh, congratulations on getting paid, Manny Machado, but we're never going to hear from you again because the Dodger, I mean the Padres, are are mediocre or something." Like, I'm paraphrasing, but. I think he overlooked how good of a farm system they have. Like San Diego is kind of gonna be a destination spot here soon. I'm not, you know, I think there's some possible Astros type stuff brewing there, where they've been bad just long enough and they've been able to compile assets and and develop them. Am I too far off? No, and that's also why we're not seeing a lot of these free agents sign or getting signed. Is that there's a lot of people out there that are saying, why am I going to spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars on a, you know, I don't want to put anybody underneath the bus but like adam jones for instance where his best years are potentially and probably behind him i have all these young assets that i should be bringing up and getting them playing time unless he's going to a a fill-in needed contender position you know i'm i don't see anybody signing him dude i don't see the age going after him i don't see the White Sox going after him. These teams are going to be in like full tank mode here pretty soon, and they don't want to have a guy on contract who's like, you know, going to cost them. And you're talk, you're talking Harper, right? I'm talking Adam Jones and all these other oh, guys. Oh, okay, Harper, yeah, yeah, sorry, Harper sorry. and Machado were the two that they're young enough to where you put them in a contender position or a possible contender position, and within five, six years of that contract, if they're not, if the team's not doing what you need to, you still have four or five years worth of money you're throwing at them that you can rebuild around. You mm. can tank with those guys on your team. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what you're running into. But it's like, I'm trying to think of some other big names. Josh Harrison just signed today, um, which I'm stoked about. I always liked him as a player. I mean, Adam Jones, I liked him as an outfielder, but I don't see him going to any contender. And, man, it's it sucks to see. It really does, but... That's what the A's and Astros have done. Yeah. No, they've, they've definitely set a new standard by, um, you know, re, or reinforcing the idea of having a strong farm system. You know, not everybody's going to have the payroll that the Yankees have, man. Like, you can't just go out and, and uh, accrue talent like that. You have to develop it 
in the farm system. That's what it's there for. I think sometimes there might be too many levels of the farm system, but um, at least, you know, it's there. What do you think about the two new rules that are coming out or the two issues that the MLB is going to be addressing here soon with sign stealing? And then should there be a pitch clock? Um, sign stealing to me is part of the game. Yeah, there's nothing you, you can have do about somebody that. sitting out in the stands doing like trying to figure out play calls or they're watching the broadcast and that's part of the reason why the broadcasts are delayed besides the expletives but <clears throat> you know if you have somebody oh well they threw this and blah 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 was put down or you know whatnot that's some bs in my opinion um I'm censoring myself for your show now. That's fine. Thank you. But, Just uh, no F-bombs. That's all we're asking for. You could you could say it's bullshit. No, I, I mean, I could, but after you said that I wasn't intelligent enough to come up with some other words and had to use the F-word. When did I say this, that? Not a few episodes ago. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. That was an indirect. That was un, That was yeah. That was not intended. A or, misdirected. Yes. It was word. non-malice. And no malice intended, I should say. Mm, just like one half of the former rap group Clips. Yeah. <laughs> he actually got both his rap, uh, rap names correct, too, which is great. Yeah. But back on track to what we were talking about. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. Sign stealing. Oh, the sign stealing. I personally could tell you that when I was in Little League, I stole signs left and right. I would look at the third base coach, see what sign he put down, saw what happened. I was like, all right, cool. I just stole your signs for a steal, so. Screw you. Watch this. And you're going to tell me that these professionals aren't intelligent enough to change up the signs and they can't have different, you know, dummy calls. Like, I would put the signs on a rotation, right? So if I was playing a divisional rival, I would have multiple sets of signs for different things. But if I'm play if we're in the middle of interleague and I'm the Giants playing the A's, I'm not changing my signs. Go ahead, Oakland. You can pick up on the, the sign by the third game. That's fine. But, I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm the Giants playing the Dodgers or I'm playing the Padres, like, no, we need to have different combinations of stuff here to, to keep them off our trails. For the major leagues, when you get to the major league level, there is a different set of signs for each inning. Yeah. I okay. will guarantee you that there is a different set of signs for each inning. Perfect, so, yeah. <clears throat> the fact that if the players are able to pick up on it, then I say all for it. That's great. Good for the players. Once you get coaches – and other people involved, or you know, anybody sitting in the stands, or like a baseball spy game, exactly. And that's what it's turning into, and that's what it's turned into. Is it's you know, you got I would not put it past teams to literally have a coach sitting in the bullpen, looking in with binoculars and saying, "All right, it's going to be a fastball. This is what their sequence is. This is what their cadence is," and having some sort of way to relay. Yeah. Like I remember again in the league, there was a coach that would stand back in the third base box and watch the catcher put down signs, and he would whistle how many times, or whatever sign was put down, one whistle for a fastball, two for a curveball, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it's just, it's getting to a point for little leaguers that it's to the point where it's super competitive. But as big leaguers, if you're a player on the field and you're picking up signs, I'm all for it. If you're a coach or someone on the bench who's looking at it, trying to do it, I'm a little against it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then the next the next one is um, it was sign stealing, and there was one other thing that we brought pitch up. Pitch clock. Oh, pitch clock, yeah. So there's a shot clock in basketball. There's a play clock in football. Why are you telling me that there shouldn't be why, – why shouldn't there be a 30-second pitch clock? Are you telling me that a pitcher can't deliver a ball to home plate – turn around, pick up the rosin if he needs to, 
and then get back on the rubber and have a pitch delivered in what 30 35 seconds it already happens faster than that right now but they're messing with I, 20 that's kind of fast i was gonna say because you get i mean 24 and in, in bat like in college basketball you get 30 seconds like it makes sense like i i'm all for the 30 second pitch clock and then it also stops guys from uh, dicking around on the mound when you got a guy on base. Like you're either going to try and pick him off, or you're going to deliver to the plate. You're not going to keep on looking over and stepping off. And it's just I don't know how they penalize him if it would just start being balls in the count. It's a little unfair. I'm not exactly sure how they would punish the pitcher. For uh, I don't think you really could punish him besides a ball or I mean if they want to get really serious and you're holding the stretch and you don't step off and you're past your thirty second or whatever second mark consider that a balk if you really want to get serious about it and make people pitch faster give them some serious repercussion for it that's a good idea if you do step off and it's one of those things where you're stepping off and just looking them back the clock needs to run if you're actually throwing it over then the clock resets yes i agree with the (laughs) clock resetting um i like so yeah i like that if there's nobody on base then it becomes a ball awarded to the batter if if uh, there's a runner on base it's a balk but he has to make the move to, to throw. Otherwise, you know, you just you just waste time. Um, yeah. I got a couple more things here to cover with you before we, we set you free. Uh, Real fast, uh, with your Yankee fan, uh, did you happen to see the young kid who found out after <laughs> what he said after Machado? Signed? I don't want Machado anyway. We don't we want don't anybody want from the AL East. He actually brought up some good points, so maybe send that over to your non-named friend over there at Wisehead. Right. Uh, whose identity I'm protecting. Um, he's very welcome, by the way. Uh, what was he? Oh, okay. So oh, on the show or just in general? N- what do you mean? Is he welcome to the show? Oh, I mean, I'd have him on. Yeah, sure. I don't. I mean, I'd probably disagree with about ninety percent of what he would say, but I would still have him on the show just because I've heard I've heard his baseball takes before, some of his baseball takes, and I've paid attention to what he said on the internet, and I'm just like, mm, bro, I don't really agree with that. Um, Flynn, how do you feel about the pitch clock? I don't like it. Uh, that you, you it's just not want the old school, Mr. Baseball yeah. purist. Well, no, they 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 ha- they they've tried to make this game slower the last three years, and it just it hasn't done anything. Yeah, and you I just faster, not slower. What you said? You said they tried to make the game slower. You oh, said man, so they're trying to make it faster, but it just hasn't done anything. And I, I still don't think you do put a pitch clock. It's not going to do anything, but to just piss off the pitchers. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of pissing off pitchers, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, Indians Trevor Bauer. Is uh, this is the New York Post headline? Indians Trevor Bauer is the world's worst boyfriend. I have three rules. Tim, did you see this? No. Oh, it's a breaking news for for you guys right here. He was quoted as saying, "I have three rules. One, no feelings. As soon as I sense you're developing feelings, I'm going to cut it off because I'm not interested in a relationship and I'm emotionally unavailable. Two, no social media posts about me while we're together because private life stays private." I mean, I agree with that to some level. You could you could post for certain situations. Uh, three, I sleep with other people. I'm going to continue to sleep with other people. If you're not okay with that, we won't sleep together, and that's perfectly fine. We can just be perfectly polite, platonic friends. So that headline's misleading. Uh, Trevor Bauer laying down the law. <laughs> Thoughts? Sounds like he should be the spokesperson for Tinder. I was gonna say, yeah, you're a married man. That's kind of a loaded, a loaded uh, question right there for you. But yeah, the spokesperson for yeah, the Clippers have the Bumble, uh, the Bumble sponsorship on their jersey. You should just throw the Tinder, Tinder flame up on Trevor Bauer's cap, and just let him get that, get that sponsorship money coming in. Uh, Ever since he cut himself on a drone and potentially ruined, well, he did actually ruin the start in the playoffs. 
He's been low on my list. <laughs> slowly, slowly falling off. Okay, um, and then no, 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 he dropped quickly, <laughs> like a drone losing power. It was a huge he drop. Just, it was ginormous. Okay, um, so cut four. I don't know. Do you follow them on the Twitter? No, I should probably. Uh, maybe I do. Cut oh, no. four by MLB.com. They I get their updates on my phone. They decided to have some fun and they redesigned some uh, team logos and renamed them based off of what they thought would be um, better team names. So, like for example, the Diamondbacks would become the Arizona Chupacabras. Uh, the Braves yeah. become the Atlanta Peaches. Uh, Baltimore Crabs. Flan, you're more than welcome to give us the thumbs up, thumbs down. You don't no. like these so far? Okay. Uh, let's keep it. Boston Scholars. Why does Boston get two? What do you mean they get two? I said Baltimore Crabs. Baltimore Crabs? Baltimore no. Crabs. You get the Boston okay. Scholars, the Chicago Goats, because they've already taken care of the Billy Goat curse. You get the Chicago Hawks for the Chicago White Sox. The Cincinnati Reds become the Cincinnati Pigs. They give a little... Oh, uh, you missed us. You missed up on the Hawk one, too. What's the Hawk one? The Hawk, Hawk was the nickname of the White Sox announcer for the longest time. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm not a White <laughs> he Sox famously fan. is the guy who quoted, uh, I can't remember who they were playing or who it was, but they're on defense and he's going through a story and then a home run was hit and he just goes, oh man, another <laughs> run up on the board. <laughs> just like perfect to the T, just like, so oh. melancholy. Like yeah. Someone just kicked him right in the nuts. Uh, just, oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward through this list. The Los Angeles Angels would become the Orange County Rally Monkeys, which makes sense because they don't even play in LA County; they play in Orange County. The Dodgers they've re they've rebranded them as the LA Avocados. That's the dumbest one. I'm sorry, Tim. Um, it's pretty fucking stupid. It said public transit is a joke That's in Los fun. Angeles, so it's time to move away from the trolley Dodger identity. Every millennial's favorite toast topping is the avocado. Note the baseball in the logo they use is the same one from the Dodgers soaring ball logo, just a new color scheme. And then the Giants. Well, Would the, the baseball be the pit in the avocado? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I'm telling you to just take a look at this. This article is pretty cool. They provide like one to two sentence blurbs as to why they did it under each team, and it was just kind of comical. The Oakland A's would become the Oakland Green Beans because they've uh, the, stupid. The Athletics have been used in two cities before the team got to Oakland. It's time they had their own identity. Cleveland's baseball team was named once named after Nap. Lo, lo, jo, oh, I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm going to botcher it. So, or butcher it. So this one should be named after Billy Bean and that sweet green color that is all their own. And Stupid. I don't agree with that one. And then you get Stupid. San Francisco Giants become the San Francisco Cove Dogs. That's stupid. Stay with the Giants. Stupid. When the Giants first moved to Oracle Park, Portuguese water dogs were used in the Cove to retrieve home run balls. Because of safety concerns, that program was phased out. So, yeah, definitely worth a look. There's some interesting ones there that I'm in favor of, but then some I look at and I'm just like, no, no team, no self-respecting MLB team would ever do that to themselves. What about the Minnesota Twins? Oh, I, I already clicked off the article. I'm sorry. That's wow. The suspense builds. you got to look up. Oh, it was uh, Minnesota Prince. That's what our princes or something like that. That's what they were because the their logo was similar to the Prince logo because, you know, he was, lived in Minnesota. What um, about the Seattle Mariners? I don't know, Tim. I'm not going. How do you read him? <laughs> I I know some of Kansas it. Kansas City Royals. It works. It definitely works in certain places that there are. I agree. Like certain things, like in basketball, the Jazz and the Horn and the Pelicans should switch names. Like the Pelicans should have never been the Pelicans. It should have been the New Orleans Jazz and Utah. Figure out something else. But um, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, interesting little piece that was posted up there, just kind of lighten the mood. And I 
I agreed with some, didn't agree with others. All right, last thing before you go. GSP is set to retire, or he's announced that he's going to retire. Khabib has come out and since challenged him, saying, let's get one more fight before you retire. Uh, obviously, GSP is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, do you think that happens? with the? He, he said he's retiring because he doesn't feel like the fight with Khabib is coming to fruition. Khabib still wants to fight. Khabib's on suspension. Does GSP hang around to make this fight happen, or do you think he's done? I don't care. Okay. All right. If, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's the same with, like, the next Anderson Silva fight and the one that he just had. I, retire. Yeah. You're done. Well, Anderson Silva is actually like going to be fighting again in May. I know. He's fighting the, some, the gorilla. I can't remember his nickname, but he's got a pretty good fight nickname. Yeah. The something gorilla is great. Flynn, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I don't know much. All I know is like Conor McGregor and John Bones Jones. Not a big UFC guy, and he and I could see the disdain on his face while we were talking logo and and team name rebranding. I don't think he liked it. <sighs> I'm trying to get him involved more in this segment because I feel like he just kind of tunes out. This is where <laughs> this is where you lose him a little bit. Oh this no! Is, and then it's like, all right, come on, time to recover. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no offense against Flynn. It's just it's more. If you want to have a conversation with me, Jeff, we can. But involve him in the segment. I okay, mean, geez, I'm sorry. You guys sorry. are co-hosts. So do you Should like I... you don't like the water dogs, Flan? I don't know what the fuck water dogs are. It was the water the, from the San Francisco <laughs> Giants. See, he he just tunes out on his own. That's not my fault. No, I'm tired, man. Okay, and he's still got to hit the gym afterwards. So. Yeah, pre gonna wake me up. I'm tired right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you do what I do and just yell on in the car no, on your way that. to the places that you're going. It's Hell a natural no. caffeine. It's a stupid thing to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Tim. No, Flynn will get pulled over. Sir, why are you yelling? Uh, Jeff, they look at you. It's like, oh, it's a mid-aged Oh, it's a guy. It's okay. <laughs> he's just yeah, slowly losing his shit. Just, maybe he's listening to Good Charlotte. I can't believe you actually just yell for no reason. Some, it's not the whole ride. It's just at the start. Especially when it's cold in the mornings, man. A good yell will warm you up. Get the blood flowing. Uh, There's coffee good. for that. Nah. Science. I don't like Science the taste of coffee, right there. man. Yelling is a little I more love coffee. palatable. All right. Uh, thank you, Tim. We will talk to you again on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Episode number 68. Eight. Yeah. Episode 69 is a week from today. What are we doing for that one? Not exactly sure, man. It could be upside down, if you know what I'm saying. We could do the show in reverse order. I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, what, we'll, you start with pop culture. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll we'll get there. Love pop culture. I know you do. That's why I saved that segment at the end to try and bring him back and and rejuvenate him. But all right, Tim, get him pumped for the gym. <laughs> Talking mm, about what's going flowing. on. All right, thank you, sir. We will talk to you soon. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> See you, Tim. Bye, Tim. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for episode 67 of the podcast. Uh, Flan, let's start off. It's kind of relevant because it's on the TV screen right now. We saw him go down earlier. Zion uh, Williamson gained 100 pounds in two years of high school. And now he's like 260, 280. But we also see him. We also saw him just get hurt. My question is: I would love to be able to gain 100 pounds and just not look fat. Just be like absolutely massive. Just have it fill out your body perfectly. Oh just my a, god, just a perfect. Yeah. Um. So is that is he a winner for gaining 100 pounds in high school? And oh that? my god, a huge winner. Yeah. Okay. What's well, the I would, most have, I would kill to gain 100 pounds in high school. What is the uh, what, an athlete, What's then? the most amount of weight loss or weight gain you've experienced? I've remember? gone from two. I've January 2012. I was 225 and went down to 185 by June. 
January 2012 to June 2012, I lost 40 pounds. That's impressive. Yep. I did about the same. My freshman year in at Hawaii, because I was walking and taking the bus everywhere, and then I also hit my growth spurt there too. Mm-hmm. I went from about a buck eighty-five to about a buck forty. But Damn. I went. I went from being so right. I went from being six. I mean, I went from being like maybe five ten, five eleven, one eighty-five to six three, one hundred and forty pounds. Damn. But now I'm up. Now I'm up to about one sixty-five. <sighs> Not feeling totally ripped, but we're nice. getting there. Yeah. So just a little bit harder to move around on the on the basketball court during pickup games, and I also forty pounds on you. You do, congrats. Thank Still you. won't make a difference when we're playing when we're hooping. I promise you. Okay, uh, next up on the list, Gronk is pending retirement, and I guess he will be uh, he will be making his decision here coming down soon. What do you expect? Is is he gonna is it gonna be a win for the Patriots or is it gonna be a loss for the Patriots with Gronk? Is he gonna stay another year? Is he gonna lose another year? Uh, Gronk, if he, I think he just quit. You think he's gonna retire? I think so. He's gonna go on. He's gonna go out on top. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's, you, I I didn't expect it last year, and he was gonna retire. Then they were tr- well. He's gonna get traded. Then he's gonna think he's like, oh, I'm retiring. Then mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh. I think he should retire. He's get he gets banged up all the time. He's a smoking hot girlfriend. <laughs> Who whom he was groping? Uh, that the victory parade. <laughs> Before he got a beer. That's Gronk, baby. So that's a it's a win or it's a loss for the Patriots. You think he's gonna retire? Yeah, I think he's gonna retire. Okay, so we're just gonna. If he retires, it's a hit. That's a huge blow to that team. Win loss. We're a little indifferent on that. Okay, next up, uh, it's franchise tag season, and according to For the Win by USA Today, uh, here is the average that each position will make with the franchise Ooh. tag. You ready for this? Supposedly the Niners are gonna do it to Robbie Gold. Well, special teams, he will get $5.1 million. Perfect. A quarterback can average just over 25 and a half, or he will make 25 and a half on the franchise tag because the franchise tag takes all the, I think it's the top 10 or 15 highest paid uh, players at your position, and they average that. The uh, top five. Oh, top five. Okay. So quarterbacks will be 25 and a half million if you get franchise tagged. A uh, defensive end will get a little bit at uh, a little bit more than eighteen and a half million, eighteen point six million. A wide receiver would get seventeen point one. Cornerback would get fifteen point nine. A linebacker would get fifteen point seven. A D tackle would get fifteen point five. Your offensive lineman get fifteen point two. A safety gets twelve, a little over twelve. Running backs getting just under just under twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, tight ends just getting under eleven million dollars. So the biggest winner in the franchise tag has to be quarterbacks, for Always sure. Always the biggest winner. But I mean, if you're getting franchise tagged, man, that's nice. It's a it's a nice one year settlement. I mean, obviously, when you start slapping it on certain players for multiple years, they get a little upset and they want you to invest in them long term. I, well, I I think I think when Earl Thomas got hurt, that's when it kind of dawned on me that it's that I understand why they're pissed off now. Yeah, because now Cause you if you get hurt, then you then you're screwed. Then they, they just got screwed out of getting a five year big time contract. I see it as franchise tags shouldn't be. You shouldn't be allowed to use a franchise tag on a player that's got, if you want to suggest, tenure in the league, right? Like if a guy's been in the league for more than six or seven years, I don't think you should be able to put the franchise tag on him. I think it should be used in the instance of Kirk Cousins, where it's like, hey. We've seen you've been your in the league. Your rookie deal just ended, or your something. rookie deal just ended. We saw you put up huge numbers, but you you haven't really shown us that we can invest a whole lot of money in you. So we're gonna take this one year risk. You're gonna bet on yourself. If you can do it two years in a row, 
then we'll pay you the money. I think the Redskins messed up by giving Kirk Cousins the the uh, franchise tag two years in a row. And then, you know, I've I've had my thoughts on the on the Steelers and, and Le'Veon Bell. All right, next up on the winners and losers list, did you think the Raiders were gonna play in San Francisco this year? Because you're wrong. Turns, well, it's not confirmed yet. Turns out the Raiders have a proposal and a plan in place to stay in Oakland through 2020. Flan, my question is, why is it taking so long to build a stadium in Vegas when they could put up a hotel in three weeks? Um, I would assume the workers are all at the strip club the night before. Which <laughs> I would, I, I'd be there. Just partying too oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nah, actually, I'll never go to a strip club ever again in my life. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest mistake. That's one place I've never been is a strip club. Uh, don't go. It's an absolute it's bull. <laughs> it's just bull. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really not. I'm not going to throw money at somebody to have them give me blue balls. That's just not what I'm about. Sorry. Um, but that doesn't mean I'd resort to prostitution. Well, I, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, whoa, man. Um, although I respect the hustle. Okay, so the Raiders are going to stay in Oakland till 2020. That's a win, or supposedly, that's a win for Oakland. It's not a win for the Raiders or Mark Davis because Mark Davis wants to get the hell out of there. But at least you get to see the Raiders in Oakland two more years. Supposedly. Well, is a possibility. It's know. a possibility, though. For sure, probably be there 2019. 2020 is still on the table because uh, I guess it's just taking forever to uh, to build that, that stadium in Las Vegas. They ordered parts from overseas, and they're coming by boat. Um, uh, and it's you know terrible joke. Love boats. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, Team USA basketball recently came out that uh, Kevin Garnett was saying that Team USA had a one million dollar bounty on Yao Ming on anybody that could dunk on Yao Ming that's in the what 2000 Olympics. I don't know what you that was. That's pretty funny though. Nobody did it. Yeah, this is the type of bounty. This is the type of bounty you should it's have. It's a good bounty. Not the Saints bounty. Don't get Bounty Gate confused with the Team USA bounty. Dunking on somebody, that's humiliating. You're not hurting them. You're just hurting their ego. Um, nobody got the million dollars because nobody dunked on Yao on Team USA. But uh, it's just funny to hear that that's the type of. We always know that guys have side bets and, and little challenges with Did anybody each other. ever dunk on Yao? Yeah. I'd have to pull up video, but I know yeah. for sure Yao has been dunked on before. Um, I just can't remember exactly who who did it at the time. So I'm going to say this is a win. This is a win for the right type of bounty. It's important to remember that. Um, okay, next up on the winner's loser's list is Don Cherry. And I don't know if you know who Don Cherry is. Hockey night not. in Canada. He's like the Barry Melrose of Canada, probably a little bit of a bigger deal. He's, very, he's n well known for his loud suits. So what Craig Sager, RAP, used to do with TNT with his mm -hmm. loud suits, yeah. Don Cherry does that with his. Okay. Don Cherry has gone on the record and has called the Carolina Hurricanes a bunch of jerks <laughs> for celebrating wins post-game. I mean, these are some elaborate... Like, you think the, the touchdown celebrations that we see with NFL teams are choreographed? You should see what the hurricane, or Hurricanes have been doing. Um after their after their wins he said it's jerks he doesn't like it it's like you know basically went on this old man yelling at the clouds thing about how they're just you know and i i say props to you don cherry for for calling or for calling out a team an organization for doing something to attract attention to themselves when you wear the most ridiculous <laughs> suits to call attention to yourself like the pot is calling the kettle black and if we're going to be completely honest i was talking to a friend of the show lucas spence about this uh the carolina hurricanes I can't imagine that North Carolina is a hotbed for hockey. Their lone Stanley Cup win was in 2006. Um, they have an 18,000, a little bit over 18,000 arena that they play at. And you got to do what you can to get asses in the seats, man. And if you're winning, I'm all for it. 
Yesterday they lost to the Rangers, so there was probably no celebrations. But before that, they had beaten the Senators, the uh, the Oilers, and the Stars. They play the Panthers tomorrow. I'm in favor of the Hurricanes. In fact, Don Cherry just made me a Hurricane fan. I'm not. I'm. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm still going to be the playoff Sharks fan that that you've come to know and love. But uh, I wish the Hurricanes nothing but success. That way they can continue to do this because I hate the old man yelling at the sky. Good you, luck, team. Good luck. You want more attention brought to your sport. You want it to be taken more seriously. The celebrations and the flair is what's going to drive in the millennial to pay attention to hockey. You know, we, uh, football celebrations. Nobody's mad at football celebrations. Like those have just been. Those have been great. They they don't go over the line with them. But uh, I mean, they do occasionally, and they get penalized for them. But if the Hurricanes win a game and you just battled for an hour. You know, I'm gonna let you celebrate, and then it more incentive for the fans to stop by. And again, I don't think Carolina is a very uh, hotbed of hockey. Mm-hmm. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm totally in favor of the Hurricanes doing this. Like, for example, if uh, if the Niners after every win they decided to go to you know one side of the end zone in front of a bunch of fans and they start doing whatever dance is popular as a team, wouldn't you be in favor of that? Would you be Always, down with that? Always, I'd be hugely You're right because you won. Yeah. You you can do what you want when you win yes. to a degree. You can't yes. you can't get too crazy. But uh, yeah, so that's a it's an L for Don Cherry, but a huge W for the Hurricanes um, and all hockey fans because we snuck that into the we snuck that into the show. All right, last up on the winners losers list. I don't know if you saw this, but it links. Uh, it actually connects with our last winners losers list, or our last last topic on the winners losers list. The Alliance of American Football almost went broke after week one. There was a $250 million payroll that they almost failed to meet until the Carolina Hurricanes owner came in and gave them the money. So now he's a, I think he's like, um, I don't know the exact term, but he he pretty much owns the Alliance now. So he's a heavy investor. Uh, I don't know if the Alliance is going to go anywhere, but how crazy is that, man? You're on on $100,000 contracts. You only have eight teams, and that just shows you. I put this. I put the alliance much like colleges in America. There's too much weight at the top yeah. in the administration or um, or or your front office. Now it's like that's you know that's the reason why tuition's getting expensive and college hasn't necessarily changed is because there's so many different heads in the administration that get the nice six figure paychecks that you know uh, you have to, you have to fund. And then the same goes with the a- uh, AAF. You weren't playing. You weren't paying the players a lot, and in turn, you paid the coaches a ton. To have some some rep and some, you know, and it's just uh, it's coming back to bite him in the ass. Up, oh, Carolina destroys Duke, eighty-eight seventy-two. Well, I don't know if it's destroying, but beat him, eighty-eight to seventy-two. I really wish I would have taken that nine-point spread that Carolina <laughs> was given, man. Oh, all right. Uh, but yeah, so the Alliance. Do you see them hanging around? No. It, do they even make it to year three? I'm gonna no. say year three. Year three. Do they make it to year three? Do they make it to year two? Is you the don't real think question. they're gonna make it no. to year two? That's interesting. So. There's going to be the AAF this year, possibly next year. They had a one-week surge, and nobody cared about them this week. You have the XFL. Well, maybe the championship game. If that's good, then maybe it buys in some people, and you can add a couple of expansion already in the playoffs? No, no, no. It's only week two, dude. It's a 10-week season and then uh, two rounds of playoffs because there's only eight teams, so you're going to have, you know. Um, I'm not going to do the math right now. I'll hurt myself. So, yeah, they went broke sort of. That's an L for the league that you had to sell yourself not even two weeks into the season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how all these, these quote-unquote, air-quote, development leagues go because the AAF is around right now. You have the XFL starting next year, and you also have Ricky Williams's league, the Freedom Football League, starting next year. Too. Or Ricky Williams is an investor in that. I don't know if it's actually his league or not. Um, so 
We all say that we're fans of spring football and we want football year-round, but it's not true. We want high-level football all year-round. And I don't know if you're necessarily getting that with these developmental leagues. So, hell there. All right, now it is time for the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? I, I got the first, uh, first segment. Well, because it's in the news. Okay, Flan, go ahead. Uh, first topic on the pop culture update is about a kid that was born in Santa Rosa Ooh, okay. that has been in some deep, uh, shall I say, shit okay, who with is the it? Chicago police. Who is it? Is it Jesse Smoltz or whatever? Oh, he's from, he's from Santa Rosa? He's from Santa Rosa. Really? <laughs> born and raised in Santa Rosa. I did not know that. <laughs> wow. He, uh, he, he... Got his two buddies to beat to assault him and say uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. There we go. But it's, they charged him today for false uh, police report. Really? He's got a felony on his hands. Wow. And okay. uh, so it's looking more and more like he did set the whole thing up. Interesting. And he started this whole thing with make America make American great again, which he's just made this thing then this whole race bigot thing wait, wait he made it into a make america great thing well he told these guys to wear these hats and oh, punch the MAGA him hats. yeah, yeah, yeah. The ma- and then yeah then as they're running away and he said this whole thing they said this is not your i don't know he said like they said homophobic slurs and stuff yeah and, and then i think I, the funny thing is that all these presidential candidates are up there saying oh well taking whatever he said to word now they're looking like absolute idiots now with Backing him up, no, it doesn't look good. But I can't blame him for trying to back him up. But yeah, no, you I mean, got, you got, you got. I mean, on the surface, what happened was terrible. But then you start to investigate. I don't. I mean, I haven't paid attention to it that much. I just hear what gets put on the news and the headlines that pass by on Twitter. But yeah, it is apparently what it, what's becoming of the situation is it seems like more and more he did set this up, which is insane, mm-hmm. insane. And he went on Good Morning America and had a whole talk with interview and everything about it. Yeah, it's uh, Santa Rosa, baby. <laughs> Santa Rosa, California on the map. All right. Um, okay, so I have a couple right here. Uh, well, do you have anything else? Sorry, I don't want to cut you off there. Uh, I got one. I don't know if you're going to talk about it or not. It's the big one. What's the big one? With the uh, family down in L.A. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chloe and Tristan uh, Thompson uh, broke up because they no, no, got it's over. because they because uh, uh, Kylie's best friend, Kylie Jenner's best friend, who Kylie Jenner gives money to and lets her stay at her house and gives her clothes and basically supports her, hooked up with Tristan and now they're getting a divorce. Woo! Well, to be completely fair here. Uh, my first always joking defense whenever cheating allegations pop up is they tripped and fell. So there's <laughs> nothing they could do when they trip and fall. You're just at the mercy of gravity there. Um, and I don't even think it was like cheating, cheating. I think they were just seen hooking up at a club, like, you know, making out at a club. Something about Tristan Thompson, when he gets into a club, he just gets a little uh, tonguey. Uh-huh. But, and uh, I guess they went back. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that would explain it. That, that would be a huge thing there. Although... And then he put out fake news and then deleted <laughs> delete the tweet about five minutes later. <laughs> Um, well, the thing is, is like, uh, I mean, Kylie and Chloe are only half sisters, right? Chloe's so does that, does that make it 50% uh, I don't know, less man, worse? I just want to know, I don't know, I forget that chick's name, but I just want to know what's going to happen to her now. Cause Kylie, I, I don't think it's going to 
support her anymore, whatever the hell she does. No, no, no. Yeah, she's done. Uh, so. She's canceled. What, what's funny, though, is have you ever seen the, the side-by-side pictures of Khloe uh, Kardashian pre, pre-plastic surgery, and then they put a picture of O.J. Simpson next to her, and there's always been that speculation because their dad defended O.J. on the trial mm-hmm. that, uh, that the, the, you know, Chris and O.J. might have had a fling, and that's how Chloe came to be. Um, I just think that's kind of funny. Like, ooh, okay, interesting, <laughs> juicy. All right, that's enough of them. That's all they deserve. How would you rate all the, all the, the, the who's five? The, who's the hottest? In hottest, order, hottest, gonna, hottest you're gonna, to you're gonna, not. You're gonna make me resort to this. Yes. I'm putting Kylie and Kim on the bottom because they're the most plastic. I'm saying I don't even. Know, I just I, I'm not turned on by that. Like, yeah, it's. Hot. I put Kim and Chloe at the bottom. Interesting, Chloe. Eh, well, my <laughs> number one is Courtney. Kendall and Courtney for sure. Oh, mine goes. Mine goes. Courtney, Kylie, Kendall. Kylie's Kylie's plastic, bro. Have you seen the pictures of her? I bef- think she's f- freaking gorgeous. But but the thing is, is like uh, that's another one that that was a good internet joke when that one first came out. It's just like this type of puberty is called money because <laughs> you see what she looks like now compared to what she looked like when they were first trotting around as you know. When, yeah. When. Uh, well, I don't. I'm just saying. But I I think Kylie's good. Good when, looking. Uh, what's, Courtney's number one though. What What is um. What's her name now? The uh, Caitlyn. When Caitlyn was Bruce. Uh, yeah, back when Caitlyn was Bruce and uh, Kylie hadn't discovered... The goat. You haven't discovered uh, plastic surgery. Or, you know, they weren't letting the young ones do it. But, yeah, I'd say, I'd say Kendall and Courtney take the top spot for sure. And then it's Chloe, and then the other two are on the bottom. Because they're plastic. Kim's... Still, I think Chloe does the, as the very, I'm very, saying very Kim's, far. Kim's hot, and, like, okay, she can get paid to do magazine shoots, but it, it's... I mean, you know. Oh, I'm... Kylie's number two for me. Dude, I'm okay. weird like that, though. Like, an enormous ass is just... Sometimes it's just, like, whoa. Like... Yeah, they all have it, though. I can't except wrap except my mind Kendall. around that, you know? They all have it. I don't think Courtney's is huge. Okay, I gotta stop objectifying <laughs> this. All right. Um, so, next up, we have Lady Gaga... Is uh, new oh, I heard about this. Newly single after her and her fiance Christian Carino have ended their engagement. No idea why they did it. Oh, uh, you don't, you don't have no idea. According to one source, the side of the pair weren't going to work out in the long run. Could Bradley Cooper be a part <laughs> of that? <laughs> <laughs> the on-screen chemistry. This is the modern-day uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> all right, and. Jennifer Aniston getting kicked to the side. So Christian, whatever his name, Carino, good news is is hopefully there's a future for you where you age well. But Lady Gaga is going to run off of Bradley Cooper, and they're going to become the next Brangelina Jolie. Uh, totally reckless speculation there. He's been pretty good staying out of the spotlight, Bradley Cooper. If he does his Lady Gaga, he's going to be in every single magazine cover everywhere. She's she's actually really attractive. She's very attractive. Yeah. It's it was kind of weird. weird when she first came out, she had this weird vibe. vibe yeah, and, yeah, wearing hella masks and I just like, I thought costumes. yeah, I remember she, I saw her uh, yeah, I've been into her since so for a while now. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. All right. Uh I've come on board just a little as of recently, but uh it's it's still like I'm she's all, like whenever a girl but I will odd. say uh, whenever a girl has a voice though like that it's like two or three points on the scale. All right. Back to objectifying women. I love <laughs> it. Um, all right. Speaking of which, let's move on. Uh, did you see the new report that came out? Um, this is from 1971, and John Wayne died eight years later, but the Internet's still canceling him for comments that were made in a Playboy interview. Did you see that? Uh, he's, he's rolling his eyes, folks. It's outrage culture at its finest. Um this is the stupid crap where some guy has no time his, on his hands, or a girl, 
Don't want to just be sexist on this podcast. <laughs> We're going to just go somewhere deep, deep, deep in the internet just to pull one thing out, somebody or multiple things that from a long ass time ago, mm-hmm. and then wants to bring it up so they can either got they can be known or to fulfill some. I don't know what the hell. It's so out of pocket. Everything, every response that he has, you could just find it, um, and <laughs> he goes. Uh, Oh my goodness, I can't use that. That's got some language in there that I don't want to use. Okay, so Playboy says, are you equipped to judge which blacks are irresponsible and which of their leaders inexperienced? John Wayne said, it's not my judgment. The academic community has developed certain tests to determine whether the blacks are sufficiently equipped scholastically, but some blacks have tried to force the issue and enter college when they haven't passed the test and don't have the requisite background. Here's the thing, though. When was that? 1971. At that time. We had just gone through civil rights. Well, I mean, just saying, it's like, it's I I don't know. It, it's it's it's, it's to back then's a lot different than now. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I get it, and but it's like, damn, like that was less than Flynn. This is like sixty years ago, not even sixty years ago, and this is how people were thinking. And there's still people out there that think like that. It's crazy. And then Playboy says, oh, so this is the last two questions here. Can blacks be integrated into the film industry if they are denied training and education? John Wayne responds, it's just hard. It's just as hard for a white man to get a card in the Hollywood craft unions. Playboy responds with, that's hardly the point, but let's change the subject. For years, American Indians have played an important, if subordinate, role in your westerns. Do you feel any empathy with them? <laughs> this is where I just threw my hands up in the air with John Wayne. Oh, my God. Who died a bedside Christian, by the way? Like, he, he came to God as he was dying. So I don't know if that absolves him for all the scumbaggery of what he was doing. But he says... I don't feel we did wrong in taking this great country away from them, <laughs> if that's what you're asking. Our so-called stealing of this country is not so-called. It was. It Manifest Destiny was a was, was genocide, <laughs> and we actually killed more Native Americans. Fun fact, we've actually killed more Native Americans um, in the takeover of America than uh, Jews were killed in the Holocaust. So, fun fact for you there. I don't... <laughs> what? Just a random Stu Finer appearance? Come on, bro. He says our so-called our so-called stealing of this country was for th- was from them was just a matter of survival. There were great numbers of people who needed new land, and the Indians were selfishly trying to keep it for themselves. No fool, we just invaded it. I can't. I'm I'm not gonna get mad at somebody who's been dead for nearly 50 years. But um, that's just insane, dude. And that people are going on. I the best tweet I saw was somebody. Obviously, they were facetiously stating. John Wayne will not be cast in any of my movies from now on. So I thought that was good. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody – like, that's that's legit. The way people were open about it, too, is so crazy. Um, all right. As we slowly lose Flan, do you have anything else for the Pop Culture Update? No, you do I not. I do not. All right. Uh, now it is time to bring back On This Date in Sports History. This day in sports history. On this date in sports history, February 20th, Flan. Mm-hmm. In 2011, the 53rd Daytona 500, a 20-year-old Trevor, Bra- Trevor Bain uh, became the youngest Daytona 500 winner ever. So congrats to him. On the same day in 2011, in the 60th NBA All-Star Game at Staples Center, Kobe Bryant 
was named the All-Star MVP as the West beat the East 148-143. to Fun fact, did you know that this year's All-Star game was one of the lowest it's ever been in years? Really? People are just tired of not seeing any defense, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, it's a game that doesn't matter. You only tune in in the fourth quarter anyway. So, But I still watched it. You know, I'm a bas- basketball fan. Uh, on this date in 2005, the 47th Daytona 500, oh. Jeff Gordon was able to hold off Kurt Busch and Dale Earnhardt Jr. over three extra laps to win his third Daytona 500. On this, oh, and then on the same day in 2005, on the 54th All Star NBA All Star Game in, in Denver, Colorado, the East beat the West 125-115. The MVP was Allen Iverson, back when he was still on. The 125. Wait, there's some defense in that game. There, there was, but that was uh, 13 years ago, mm. so very long time ago. Okay. Um, anything else on here? Oh, ready for this? On this date in 1997, San Francisco Giants signed Barry Bonds to a then record contract at the time. Two years, $22.9 million. 97? Yeah. What a steal. Now we're paying guys 10-year, $300 million contracts. Yeah. So, boy, boy, how times have changed. Um, all right. And I feel like that's a good one to, Fantastic to end one it to on. Fantastic on. Flan, do you have anything else to add to this podcast before we head out? Um, I think I do, but... Has the pre-workout hit yet? I haven't taken my pre-workout yet. I, what's in the shaker bottle right there? Uh, just water. Oh, you're not trying to waste the pre-workout or what? I got, I got, wa- I have more water in my car, but. Um, and then you have the powder. Yeah. The 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 pre-workout powder. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify. Pretty funny. Uh, because I watch Chris Christie brag about being the healthiest fat guy in the world. I fucking doubt that. I own that crown. And that's it. That's uh, Stu Finer from Barstool. He's a uh, what what would you say professional gambler? Yes. Really? Um, and he was talking about Chris Christie. Play it one more time for us. I just took it off my phone. Okay, never mind then. Yep, that was Stu Finer. Play it back. He is the healthiest fat man in America. He is beating out Chris Christie. Uh, Stu Finer as a healthy you fat man. Welcome. Undefeated. Never lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, anything else you want the people to know about? No, I'm good. All right. Now he's got to get ready for the gym. Loosen yes. up. Get it going. All right. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces? That's what I thought you said. Now let me offer this as a rebuttal. I'm pushing and popping. You and I ready, yo, happen. Moonwalk, Billy Jean, ooh, feeling like I'm Michael Jackson. OJ Glove don't fit the skid. Gotta go meet me there instead. Most of my friends were going flick. Danger if I'm off getting head. In the whip by a baddie. Text me that addy. Showing ass on Insta. Let them know you got a fatty. Where you been? I've been working. Even on damn sad days. Overtime on a holiday. Making that St. Pass Day. Time and a half in my bag. Louis a chap. Scaring. You don't know Jack. I gotta laugh. Cause who you thought? Kangaroo. Cute nigga, shit. They be saying I should model like this. You don't know squat, pull up a squat. New kid, I'm squat. Wait till I drop. I can tell this. That girl be squatting. Lulu lemons on B sting. Sleep together, that's dream team. I'm awake cause it's Monday. Start the week, shit, bullshit. I don't get paid enough to be here past the time of my full shift. Bet on Friday, I'm leaving two minutes early, checking up the deuces. Vibrate, new phone.